Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the show. World Soccer Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also coming to you on Sirius uh, XM. I'm your host, Nick Ebert. It's great to be with you. Uh, we are dead smack in the middle of this international break with qualifying for the World Cup in front of us. And I have to tell you, this weekend has been dire, I think, is an appropriate word for it. Now, I'm going to explain to you what I mean when I come back. I'm going to have a bit of a bitch session with you. I hope you're up for it. I know I am. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. we got lots to talk about today because the world of football changes as quickly as, um, really, it, it, the change in football has been just exponential. Let's talk about that a little bit as well. All right. Uh, I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to have you with me, as I do each and every week night from 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for all you early birds listening on Sports Overnight America. Uh, love talking with you. Once again, Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. If you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, uh, the award-winning SiriusXM app, or our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, and we've got some really cool stuff happening on the Believe Network, which I'm going to get really tell you about a lot more in detail here over the next few days, uh, including a lot more programming around the beautiful game. I know you will appreciate that. But find us on a podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. Check us out, subscribe, and uh, you will find the podcast is available pretty much as soon as the show finishes airing on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Uh, March Madness is upon us, and it is mad indeed. As a uh, UCLA graduate, as a Bruin, I am uh, tickled pink to see my uh, UCLA Bruin team uh, into the Elite Eight. Sadly, the University of Spoilt Children sent their kids there as well, but, you know, oh well, but UCLA will face Michigan in a massive test. I'm not here to talk about March Madness with you, but there is a lot to talk about, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break. This is World Soccer Radio. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Uh, you know, we were talking about March Madness just before the break, and I know this is World Soccer Radio. You're saying, Nick, why are you talking about March Madness? Well, you know, one really uh, cannot avoid that in any way, shape, or form, because it, it's such a huge part of <clears throat> American sports culture. And with March Madness here in front of us and, you know, to talk about a sort of lack of upsets in World Cup qualifying, and I'm going to get into that on the show. But listen, March Madness has been replete with surprises and underdogs. And if you want to try to take advantage of that, 
I recommend you do. Head over to Bet Online. They have you covered for all the news, scores, odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet Online, make them uh, your online sports book experts. I know they're mine, and when you go and bet on sports, folks, just make sure you do it responsibly and make it uh, your entertainment and not your lifestyle. Uh, all right, let's get to it because, you know, we're talking a bit about March Madness. And I, I'm going to make a comparison. And it's really a comparison that one can make with any tournament as opposed to a league structure. You know, for example, the Premier League, a 38-game tournament for all intents and purposes, is a marathon. It is a very long season and inevitably the cream rises to the top over 38 games. Uh, your injuries have a chance to work themselves out. You have a chance to make new signings and bed them in. It's the same whether it's the Premier League, the NBA season, the NHL, or the interminable 4,000 million game baseball season, whatever you want. You know, we will all agree that over the course of a season, and I'm not talking about playoffs for a minute, because that to me is something of an alien structure. I mean, I know in Major League Soccer, for example, quite rightly, many fans consider the Supporters' Shield to be the MLS Cup. Because in a league where you have, let's just say, for example, you have a uh, an 80-game season, and the way the playoffs are structured, the top two-thirds of the teams in the league will make the playoffs, Forget home field advantage or seeding or whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, if a team is getting hot at the end of the season and they hit the playoffs, well, at that point, you know, what happened for the remaining, the, the previous six, seven months of the season is irrelevant. So where am I going with this? Well, I'll tell you exactly where I'm going with this. Where I'm going with this is that, uh, you know, we get to these situations where, for example, March Madness a minnow, a small team, or a small program, because, you know, some of these universities are quite large. I mean, Gonzaga. Let's use Gonzaga as an example. Year in and year out, Gonzaga, a small private school in Spokane, Washington, manages to make March Madness and go deep. This year, no, no difference. I believe Gonzaga already in the Elite Eight this year. You know, a small university, a minnow, is swimming in the sea of big fish. And so that is the tournament structure where you do get these, you know, upsets. You do get these, uh, you know, changing of the guard. Every year there's always someone that pops up and pops down. You know, I, the problem I have with American sports and the playoff structures is as I mentioned earlier, in, a lot of the times, you know, you watch a whole season. I mean, Major League Soccer is a great example of this. You know, I wish Major League Soccer would just, it, honestly, if they just gave the Supporters' Shield out as the end-of-the-year trophy, and maybe they added some extra games to it instead of having the, quote, playoffs, I would be much happier with it as a league. It would be much more interesting to me. The problem, of course, is in a league without promotion and without relegation, 
it means that you're going to have by far fewer meaningful games as you get towards the end of the season where the teams that are clearly out of contention for the supporter shield or for the uh, or for the sort of uh, the playoff spots for the other tournaments so whether it's the CONCACAF Champions League or what have you um become meaningless and this is forever the problem that major league soccer is going to have to incorporate a team can go through a whole season play great kind of you know crap out at the end by the way what a great example liverpool football club last season were i mean liverpool were fantastic the entire season but at the end of the season when they started to get to like 28 games the last 10 games of the season they clearly had won it they were clearly at the top of the league no one was going to take the title they took the foot off the gas and they had really kind of a very mediocre end of the season but if the big trophy were to be handed out at the end of a playoff situation they would have been going into the playoffs with a decided lack of momentum and the one thing that's going to kill you in any sports tournament situation is going into a playoff situation with no momentum the worst team in the league can gather momentum hit the playoffs and make it through momentum is one of the single most important aspects of sports that we overlook entirely again you see it in the in the uh, in March Madness right now, the Big Mo, the Big Mo is the X factor. The Big Mo can be your Lionel Messi. The Big Mo can be a Cristiano Ronaldo, or your Erling Haaland, or whoever it is you want. It, it, it's worth that much. So Major League Soccer has a problem. There is no solution to it. Major League problem, soccer has more than just one problem, and, and we're, we're going to allude to some of that right now. By the way, some of these problems are just endemic to the game here in the United States. It's not something that's either Major League Soccer's fault or something that they can necessarily fix. So I want to be sure that we, we understand that. But to bring this full circle, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about the direst, the dullest, the most boring of possible tournaments that is happening right now. We are talking about World Cup qualifying. A major league snooze fest is upon us. The revamping of the World Cup, while it might make the World Cup more quote-unquote interesting for some, makes World Cup qualifying really a... a just an absolute waste of time and yeah we had a couple of upsets over the weekend in qualifying we'll get to them of course yeah we had Cristiano Ronaldo storming off with you know against Serbia play for Portugal because he was you know unhappy with referee's decision throwing his captain armband on the floor yeah we got a little drama of course but when England play the worst team in global football, San Marino. And that becomes a match that we're supposed to be remotely interested in. We've got a problem.
If all we're interested in doing is just qualifying for the World Cup, isn't there another way to do this? Why are teams like Sam... Mm. Mm. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to run out of time this segment. We're going to come back. Let's discuss it. I'm really irritated about this whole thing. Uh, It's To me, it's been one huge disappointment. Let's talk about it when we come back. Right here, I'm Nick Eber. This is World Soccer Radio. Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. We are presented to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and I encourage you thoroughly to go there and enjoy a little extra oomph to your sports fandom uh, by placing a few wages on your favorite game. By the way, they got everything from March Madness to the Premier League to the FA Cup to the League Cup to uh, Europa League to the Champions League to World Cup, World Cup qualifying. They got the whole thing for you. The whole shebang. So head over to betonline.ag today and uh, have a little fun. Okay, look, um, I'm very dissatisfied with World Cup qualifying for a lot of reasons. It's a good thing in some respects, that FIFA has opened up the World Cup qualifying possibilities and opened up more spots in the World Cup. So, I mean, that's good because inclusion is a good thing, and I'm one that believes it. However, however, um, it creates a situation where we have groups in the World Cup that are just entirely uninteresting. entirely uninteresting and it creates a situation where the the air i suppose is the best way to the air is sort of let out of the excitement around world cup qualifying i mean i'm just looking trying to think back to uh, you know, some of the great World Cup qualifying moments that I can remember. And there are a lot of them. I mean, I remember uh, watching that David Beckham free kick, which sealed England's... Uh, it's it's very famous. I mean, you, you know it. You've heard the call, right? But for some reason, I don't get that same feeling anymore at all it's to me the qualifiers are totally disinteresting and i'm going to tell you what it, well, i'm going to tell you what i mean by that okay i mean have there been a few upsets uh, out of let's say the european theater okay well i suppose so but if we look two matches in, let's take a look at Group B, for example. Sweden and Spain. Well, okay. So the surprise here was clearly the Spanish draw with Greece. But, you know, do you really think Greece or Georgia are going to exit that group? No. 
I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm going to go through. I mean, just there's no way. Italy, Switzerland, Lithuania, Northern Ireland, Bulgaria. I mean, these groups are dire. Okay, so Italy and Switzerland are 2-0. Is anybody surprised? Group D. Okay, France's draw with Bosnia was a shock. Okay, we'll all agree that with, with that, right? But Finland, Ukraine, Bosnia, Kazakhstan, no one's won a game. I mean, it, it, is this interesting to you? Group E. Yeah, Wales. Winless. It's the Czech Republic. It's Belgium. The two teams you expect. The rest of them are rubbish. Sorry, Wales. I mean, Group F, possibly the most uninteresting with Scotland, Denmark, Austria, Faroe Islands, Israel, and Moldova. And I know I've complained about this before. Anyway, and so on and so forth, right? I mean, Turkey in Group G are the surprise with their win over the Dutch. No doubt about it. That was an absolute shocker. So there we go. We get one shock so far in World Cup qualifying. I mean, really, Group H, Russia, Slovenia, Croatia, Slovakia, Cyprus, Malta. Germans unbeaten in Group J. Anyone surprised? I suppose the shocker here is how bad Iceland have been. And I'm sorry to say that. I, I love those guys. And then, of course, Portugal and their draw against Serbia. But, you know... I mean, does anyone really think Portugal's not going to exit that group on top, despite Cristiano Ronaldo's, you know, petulance? Hey, but Republic of Ireland scored a goal or two. The point I'm making here, folks, isn't just to go down this list and demean small countries, because that's, that's not what I'm about here. The point that I'm making is, is that the World Cup qualifying, if you take away fans, if you take away the pageantry, if you take away the excitement, it's just really, really, really boring stuff. You know, it's always less boring when you have a group and a, where you put together big teams and you could potentially, one of the big teams could get knocked out, right? I mean, that's all. What, that, that's what we look for. That's what we look for. But we're not seeing that. It, it's almost impossible to see that in the World Cup qualifiers. So what I'm getting at here, in a nutshell, is that just like Cutter played the bribery and graft and uh, and game to get the World Cup in 2022, and I've mentioned this before, and I'll say it again. Not, you know, no, no disrespect for Qatar, but that's how the game was expected to be played. And it just so happened that they played the game better than anybody else. So just like Qatar, it was kind of predetermined. I mean, you know when Sarkozy and uh, the uh, crown prince of Qatar and, uh, and uh, Platini are in this meeting, 
you know it's predetermined that Qatar's going to get the World Cup. It becomes predetermined through the expansion of these World Cup slots for big groups like UEFA, for example, that the big teams are going to go through because they're just going to have minnows to beat up. And you're not going to get the upsets because the upsets happen when an England, when a Spain, when a France, when a Portugal, when an Argentina or a Brazil or a whoever don't actually make the finals. And you're going to see this continue into the finals itself as they expand the tournament. You're going to see groups made up of, you know, a 500-pound gorilla. And the rest of the teams are going to be like the Grenadines and uh, Malta and, you know, Burkino Faso. And it's just not going to be exciting. And you're not going to see what you want, which is those clash of the titans. Until really late in the tournament. So why bother having these people in the World Cup? This is where I'm going. Why bother? It's it, it's just predetermined. It's a little like NCAA football. I find it very boring because I really don't give a stuff. Every year it's Alabama or, you know, who's the other guy they have on every year, you know, from the SEC. It's an SEC team every year. That's a bloody snooze after a while. It gets boring. You want to see some some turmoil. You want to see something happen. But as long as you, you know, it, it, when can that happen? Well, well, that could happen if you get a Portugal and a Spain in World Cup qualifying and one of them aren't going to make the tournament. That's fun. That's exciting. That adds a certain je ne sais quoi to World Cup qualifying above and beyond what we have right now. Is that going to happen? Never. Why? Well, because the moneyed interests, the big football powers, of course, don't want that. Because, you know, the money that the French Football Federation or the U.S. Soccer Federation or, or the FA or whoever it is make when your national team goes to the World Cup finals is just huge. Maybe we need two World Cups. Maybe we need an A-tier World, World Cup and a B-tier World Cup. But if you're trying to tell me that there's any possibility of upsets the way this current thing is, is uh, formatted, you're, just, you're, you're delusional. The pageantry, the excitement... We've got to wait till December 2022 to see sort of fixed games essentially we've got to wait till the <clears throat> till the quarterfinals of the World Cup to see anything that's meaningful in 2022 I'm sorry it's just impossible for me to get excited about that all right this is Nick Gieber I'm Nick Gieber this is World Soccer Radio and I'm on my soapbox but uh, that's where I'm happiest of all to be hope you'll join me Monday through Friday 6 p.m. Pacific 9 east and then again midnight Pacific 3 a.m. on the East Coast for all you 
uh, early birds listening on Sports Overnight America. All right, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back with more here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. All right, I'd welcome you back to World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. We are on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network, also SiriusXM, iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning SiriusXM app. We are being broadcast around the world to all of our men and women in uniform as well, courtesy of the American Forces Network. And if you miss any part of this show, be sure to head over to our podcast network. That is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network where you can download and be and subscribe to the show get you know a copy of it as soon as it's done and literally this show's posted pretty much at the same time that it ends the final broadcast uh, you'll find it up on the podcast network i believe plus uh bron who is the uh, head honcho over at the believe network uh, was telling me about all of the great soccer programming that they're adding to the network. It's not. It's not just a, it's a network about soccer. In fact, it's been soccer's been is a small piece of it. It's entertainment. It's sports generally. But they have really big plans to expand the soccer programming, including um, a podcast for each major league soccer team. Uh, I know they've got some really great guys doing some of these shows. So encourage you to go over to the Believe Network and check it out. Uh, you will not be disappointed, I promise you. And also subscribe to this show. Look, I'm uh, complaining a little bit about the World Cup qualifiers. And uh, this is one of those issues where I find myself being a hypocrite uh, because I am certainly all about inclusion. I believe diversity and inclusion makes us better people, whether that's you know philosophically in terms of our country and our politics, uh, whether that's uh, globalization, whether that's keeping an open mind. But when it comes to my sports, I am a snob. So accept this two sides to Nick. Accept the, uh, uh, the hypocrisy in me. But I really don't care about some of this qualifying. And, we, and look, it is different. It is different because every four years, every four-year cycle, we have different teams to qualify and we have kind of a different way to do it. Look, there's 55 teams in European qualifying. There's 35 in CONCACAF. There's 10 in South American qualifying. That is by far the most interesting, <laughs> by the way. Asia... 46 teams in Asian qualifying, 54 in Africa, and 11 in Oceania. Now, one of the issues in Europe with 55 teams, okay, with, with the greatest number of teams in all of FIFA, 55. That's why I'm kind of focused in on this. I mean, I understand if you're in Oceania, okay? I mean, let, let, let's be honest. I mean, if you're in Oceania, you've got Samoa, New Zealand, uh, Vanuatu. I mean, who can forget the massive football powerhouse of Vanuatu? Um, But if that's who's in your qualifying, um, that's who there is. And it's largely... um, 
it's largely the same. But if we look at, for example, uh, who's going to go where? Okay, Africa gets five slots. Asia gets four and a half. Europe gets 13. CONCACAF, three and a half. Now, what's interesting about South America, by the way, South America, I think we established have, what, 10 or 11 teams qualifying in the South American tournament from South America. They're going to get four and a half slots. Uh, Oceania, South America. You know, Oceania, unfortunately, is the one... Um, that gets left out. Actually, I might be looking at some old numbers here. So uh, ex excuse me uh, if I am... Uh, okay, I, I, I'm a little out of whack. So CONCACAF is going to get... is increased from three slots. It has three slots. CONMEBOL has four slots out of 10 teams. So 40% of the teams will get in. UEFA has 13 slots out of 50-something teams. Think about that. And Oceania has no guaranteed spot. The 2026 World Cup is going to change. Okay, CONCACAF is going to get six spots. Uh, CONMEBOL is going to get six slots. 60% of teams in CONMEBOL will qualify for the World Cup. UEFA will get 16 slots. The African states will get nine the Asian Football Federation will double, literally double the amount of slots they're going to have from four to eight. And finally, 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 Little Oceania will get a guaranteed spot. So <laughs> it's one of these things where um, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. But again, uh, it's a little like the World Series of Poker. Uh, you know, maybe you watch the World Series of Poker, maybe you don't. Of course, I produced and was involved in the World Series of Poker for a decade, a decade. <clears throat> there are 50-plus games over the run of the World Series of Poker. The one everybody knows about is the $10,000 main event uh, championship, which isn't even the richest game in terms of buy-in or, or prize for the first place at the World Series of Poker, but that's the one that you know. And, and, and most people don't watch the early rounds. If you're watching on stream or you're watching on, uh, on ESPN on the edited down version, you know, everybody knows the final table, the final nine or ten players that make it. They used to call it the featured table. And that's where we are in the World Cup and these international tournaments. Look, to be honest with you, I'm much more interested in the in the uh, Euros. I like Copa America. I like the Euros. I mean, you know, uh, by the way, I, Copa America needs to be uh, continental, not just. I mean, I I know that they've played around with it, but that's just my my feeling. I just don't give a rat's ass about this qualifying. And yeah, England playing Poland will be an interesting match later on this week. Uh, is it a match that would normally get me drooling and salivating? No. Is it, uh, England Germany will get me drooling and salivating. But, you know, I, I may never see that match because 
you know, it's only the final eight teams that are really going to be uh, the any any sort of powerhouse in the World Cup because we're going to be beating up on Burkina Faso and Vanuatu. So the other part of this equation is stuff that is completely out of the control of FIFA right now. And that is that you take these really dire and boring qualifying matches that have been going on And you add to the fact that the things that make international football so much fun is the fact that, you know, it's it's your national team. It's the pageantry. It's the fans. It's the, you know, it's that tribalism, that nationalism, which is, you know, most of the time, and I say most of the time because clearly not all of the time, in football is sort of fairly good-hearted, sporting tribalism yeah and there's always a nasty edge to it no doubt but you know listen how do you how much do you love watching england play and just enjoying the fans enjoying the ribald chants enjoying the band playing the great escape takes a match that otherwise would be unbelievably boring england san marino i i bring that up there is no reason to go to ESPN Plus and watch England San Marino because in a closed stadium with no fans, no sounds, no atmosphere, it's like watching the varsity beat up on the junior varsity. It's just, there's nothing to it. Why? And it brings you, it lets you understand what really matters in the World Cup, which is a chance for you to see your club, your country play. Because if you want top quality football, you're not going to get it at the World Cup. And quite frankly, you're not going to get it in international tournaments, period. The international game has been as destroyed by globalism, has been as dis totally destroyed by the impact of streaming video and the availability of the world's top leagues to people. If I want to see the best in the world, I am going to tune to the Champions League. Or I'm going to watch selective matches in the big European leagues. It used to be that the best in the world was the national teams. And it used to be that most of these national teams were fantastic because most of their players only played in their league in their country. But as all of these leagues have opened up and players from all around the world play, look, you want to see the best players in the world? Tune into the Premier League. Tune into La Liga. Tune into the Bundesliga. Tune into uh, Serie A. There you go. Uh, uh, you, know, you want the best of the best of the best? It's right there. It's not England San Marino. Uh, I don't know what that was, but <laughs> it's not that either. <laughs> it's not England San Marino. It's not uh, Czechoslovakia. It's not it's Czech, the Czech Republic. Excuse me. Listen to how politically incorrect uh, incorrect I am. You know, seriously, it's Saint Vincent the Grenadines against the British Virgin Islands. No, it's not Bermuda, Bermuda Aruba. That, it's just it's just not interesting. 
Although I will tell you that Antigua Montserrat game 2-2. That had me at the edge of my seat. So look, there's nothing you can do about it. But all I'm saying is that the World Cup has become almost a parody of itself. A big money one, no doubt. And, and I'm going to leave the shocker for you right now on the table with two minutes left in this segment. I'm going to tell you I am far, by far more interested in the Women's World Cup these days than I am in the Men's World Cup. I know you're late. This is the guy that refused when he was on Fox Football Friday to talk about women's sports. Okay, I was a pig and a misogynist, and I forgive me. I was wrong. And just like we looked at Major League Soccer for the next, you know, for the next great American soccer happening, for that earth, that, sh that, that earth-shaking sporting paradigm shift that seems to never come, and it's not going to come with Major League Soccer. Because it's never going to knock the behemoths of the, cha of the Champions League or the Premier League of the Serie A, La Liga, etc., etc., off their perch. But women's football, you want to see the top players play at the peak of their game? Yeah, you can see that right here in the United States in the NWSL. You want to see the next growth? That's it. All I'm saying, folks, is the old is becoming tired. The old is becoming corrupt, even more corrupt than it ever was. And if you enjoy this pointless, seemingly ridiculous, never-ending World Cup qualifying cycle, well, I guess you're going to be happy over the rest of this week because our beloved leagues don't return for another week still. All right, I'm Nick Eber. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm on my soapbox, but that's where I love to be. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio presented by BetOnline.ag coming to you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Uh, you can catch the podcast on our podcast network, which is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. I hope you will make me a regular part of your week. I uh, love talking the beautiful game. I do that Monday through Friday with you right here on these uh, very networks. Well, look, I spent the better part of the last hour bitching and moaning and complaining about World Cup qualifiers, and literally I mean it. I think I would be much happier if the summer before we just took care of the whole thing over a three-week period. Yeah, it'd be much more interesting from a coach's perspective that get to spend time with their teams. The players could just make one deployment and take care of their qualifying and then go home. Uh, it's going to be less intrusive into the calendars. It would allow us to possibly even shorten the domestic seasons. Uh, that, And you're going to get players at their peak, not worn out. Uh, I think it's just such a much smarter move. Uh, but, of course, smarter moves never, ever, ever seem to happen in the world of global football and certainly in sports in general. By the way, the, the March Madness is definitely fun this year for me personally uh, I haven't spoken about this much I will talk about this some more over the next few days but let's talk about the east coast biased in traditional bias in tradi traditional sports media they've got to be absolutely crapping themselves with March Madness with that many Pac-12 teams in the final eight west coast teams and uh, I don't think there are any SEC teams left if I'm not mistaken that's got to be an absolutely devastating, an earth-shattering moment for the mainstream sports media who just 
absolutely love the same old, same old year in and year out with no changes. Uh, all right, folks, that's going to wrap the show up for me today. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, on these very networks. In the meantime, find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Until then, enjoy the World Cup qualifying. <laughs> we'll talk about it tomorrow when we come back. Um, and, you know, again, love to hear from you. Have a great night, day, enjoy the football, and let's chat tomorrow. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.